0: What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked on Reds. And here we go. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked on Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to To this Monday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to recap the weekend, and I'm going to give you two ways you can feel about the Reds right now and tell you why I feel strongly about one of them. But before we get to that, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the podcasting app Himalaya. Himalaya is a fantastic podcasting app, it's very new that you can set up personally curated playlists, and you can even discover brand new podcasts just based on the ones that you've already listened to. If you're an avid podcast listener like myself, it is a perfect app in which you can discover new and great podcasts to listen to. Definitely check that out. So this weekend, the Reds series in San Francisco, they won the series. Obviously, Sunday, they did not win. They had a chance to sweep the series in San Francisco, but fell 6-5, another one-run game. I tweeted after they won on Saturday night that they had officially won half as many one-run games as they had lost. They improved to 6-12 and 12 after Saturday, and then on Sunday, they lost another one-run game. So now they're back to 6-13, and 13, or not back to it, but they're, you know, back to one less than half of the games that they've lost. So one-run games continue to be a bugaboo for this team. But when it comes to overall, I'm going to get to this here in a little bit. There's two ways you can feel about it. Real quick, I want to tell you why. A couple of guys that I'm excited about over the weekend, Yasiel Puig is really starting to come around. He hit another home run on Sunday, just an absolute blast off of Madison Bumgarner. I think we can safely say that he's starting to lock in, and that's a dude that I'm looking to be a linchpin in the offense the rest of the way. Also, I was, again, happy with Jose Iglesias. He was hitting the ball pretty well. And a decent showing for Jose Peraza as well, coming up with a couple of timely hits there. Overall, the Reds lose. And Tyler Malley, another tough luck loss dude. I mean, I don't talk about wins and losses as a way to determine how well a pitcher has performed. But it's definitely a way to point at what kind of luck he's having. He did give up four runs today. But at the same token, he pitched very well. And, you know, we can debate till the cows come home if he should have been tossed out in the seventh inning. Really, it's a no-win scenario from a managerial perspective, unless, of course, he gets through the seventh unscathed. But as it stood... If you take him out, he only threw 80 pitches through six innings. He was super efficient. But then he comes out and he ends up giving up the two-run home run to tie the game. And so then you're like, well, why didn't you put in a reliever? I'm telling you, David Bell is a gold mine for a podcaster like myself or a radio talk show host because he makes so many decisions. He makes so many tweaks to the lineup, so many uses of the bullpen that he you can talk about him all day and his decisions all day and everyone has a sort of way that they're feeling it's just like whenever he brought David Hernandez out of the bullpen after he had been warming up Michael Lorenzen whenever he was you know getting Zach Duke ready as well to come in and pitch for Tyler Malley which Zach Duke to his credit did not give up a run whenever he came in. He still gave up a lot of solid contact, though, to lefty pitchers, so I'm still very much on the out side of Zach Duke. He's still got to do a lot for me to come back to him and be like, you know what, okay, this dude's all right. But when it came to the decision between Hernandez and Lorenzen, you could say that they should have brought in Lorenzen, but hindsight's twenty twenty. I get it. D- David Hernandez just pitched two innings the night before, but they were two very solid, very, I mean, very good innings. He faced the minimum. He faced six batters in two innings, and he struck out five of them. So it's not as if he labored through those two innings. Had he labored through them, I seriously doubt we would have seen him at all today, but it was just the efficiency and the precision which, weigh, which, He moved through those two innings that I felt like I understood them bringing in Hernandez. That wasn't something that I raised an eyebrow at. It was just kind of a bummer that it didn't pan out. You know, It's it's one of those things that had you had the benefit of hindsight, you probably would have brought in Michael Lorenzen. But seeing that Hernandez had the hot hand, you wanted to go to the hot hand in that situation. So I don't fault David Bell at all for going to him. And then, you know, the Reds just weren't able to put together a late-inning rally. Got shut down by, and it wasn't even really shut down by Troy Watson because they were able to get the bases loaded, and Watson walked in the Reds' fifth run, which put them up 5-6, to six, or 5-4, to four, before Hernandez came in and gave up those two runs. And then the Reds just couldn't mount anything against Will Smith and mount any sort of comeback against him in the ninth. So they'll come home having gone ten, you know, five and five of the last ten games. I had mentioned that those were key. The last ten games being against the Giants and the Athletics, two teams with which the Reds should have dispatched, I felt but they finished 500. I think this team is still exactly what we thought they were. Maybe my bullish opinion of them contending for a wild card spot may seem far-fetched at this point. I'm not backing off of it just yet. I still feel like they could creep back in there because I feel like this team has the sort of talent with which they can put together a win streak that rivals the losing streak that began this season. You know, an eight-game win streak, something like that but it's just a matter of if they can do that. I I think the floor of this team is 500. You know, I think most people are expecting that from them, and I think that is definitely something they can get to by the end of this season. I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about the two ways that you can feel. I, even, I kind of gave you a little bit of a spoiler alert on one of the ways, but uh, real quick, let's talk about locked on MLB the league wide podcast that Sully baseball hosts if you haven't checked out last week's crossover episode with him that was Thursday's episode I believe me and him talked reds and he's a great dude talking about the entire league each and every day, 15 to 20 minutes, a nice, you know, just about as long as this podcast here. It's a great thing to add into your podcasting lineup to keep up with what's going on around Major League Baseball. That's Sully Baseball hosting Locked On MLB, your team, and in this case, your league, every day. It's Monday here on the Lockdown Reds podcast, and it's an off day for the Reds as they come back home after what will amount to be their last West Coast road trip until September. There is a two-game little mini-series that they play against the LA Angels in June, June 25th and 26th, but that is the only time between now and September that they will play a game on Pacific time. So that's kind of nice for those of us who like to stay up and watch them. Going to keep us sane and keep us from losing too much sleep here coming up. But with the Reds coming back home, they've got two mammoth teams that they're facing in this homestand in the Cubs and the Dodgers. Both of those teams are super hot right now. Cubs just beat the Brewers four to one on Sunday. uh, As you're listening to this and And so they're coming into Cincinnati firing on all cylinders. And my thought was that if the Reds could win seven or eight games of these last 10, they'd be sitting pretty and getting ready for these tough series. And there's two ways you can feel about the Reds right now. You can look at what's been happening. You can look at the fact that they are struggling in one-run games. They seem to be able to find ways to lose whenever victory is right there in their grasp. And you just worry about them. You think that there are some things that teams do. You know, I, I was talking with uh, Dave Pemberton, a guy who writes for Locked On Reds. He's a great dude. And he was talking about, the, you know, Sunday, Sunday's loss to the Giants was the kind of games that good teams win. You know, if you're a good team, you find a way to win that game. And I think the Reds are still in that you know, like nebulous of where are they? Because they're not as bad as the record says. I know that, you know, the simplistic way of looking at sports is a team is as good as their record, as good as their win-loss total. But I think that at the end of the season, it's going to look a lot better than where we are right now. With that being said, they've got to start winning these games so you can feel worried about where the team is Right now, or you can feel another way. You can look and you can say they've won three of four. You know, they had a chance to even build a four game win streak there and sweep the Giants. They're done playing those West Coast games for a little while, and they're coming up against a team in the Cubs that they started off their hot streak last year at the beginning of June. You know, we all remember how the team like flipped on their heads there in June to start the summer and they just looked really good and had they not started off the season 6 and 27 then the se- the the sequence of success that they started against the Cubs in June would have looked a lot better and you know you can you can rate the quality of opponents that the Reds are coming up and say man they got a lot of tough guys coming up and they do but here's the problem they play in the toughest division In all of baseball, it is the only division which one team is under 500 and everybody else is over 500. And we all think that the Reds have the ability to get above 500. So we may be looking at a sequence this season where every single team in the National League Central is above 500. I don't think it's that far-fetched to see, to be honest with you. But they're the only division in Major League Baseball in which... Every team but one is over 500. You look at some divisions. In fact, the AL West, only one team is above 500. You've got the Houston Astros. They're just going to run away with that division and hide. And then you've got the American League Central, in which you've got two teams over 500, and everybody else is below 500. So it's just the, the Reds play in the toughest division in baseball, which means for the majority of their season, they're going to be playing some tough competition. And it just so happens that they'll finish up the season series with the Dodgers come this next weekend. And that's after the Cubs series. So they've got six very crucial games after this off day on Monday. So you can be worried about the Reds moving forward from right now after this loss on Sunday, or you can continue to be pretty you know, confident with this team, that they're going to be better. I think no matter what, even if you're a little bit worried, the only reason that you're worried is because you were expecting them to be in the playoffs. I seriously don't think this is a team that finishes under 500. In fact, I think it is more likely from this point on, not from this point on, I think it is more likely that at the end of the season, the Reds finish as a wild card playoff team than it is they finish under 500. I think this is a 500-ball club or better, and I don't think that is too much of a stretch to believe. And, it, it, you know, it bases on what they do at the trade deadline. We might revisit that then. But as it is right now, you've got some guys that are starting to come around. And I'm telling you what, when they get Joey Votto going, because I think it's when and not if. I, don't, I We're not looking at a guy who's going to finish the season batting 206. It's just not going to happen he's going to go on a streak here and get his numbers more closer to his career norms. I don't think they're going to be the kind of career numbers that he's had, but it's going to be a lot better than it sits right now. And when you get him going with everyone else, it's just going to be a phenomenal lineup and a team that the NL Central will not be able to sleep on. I really believe that. But anyway, that that's just kind of looking at the weekend as a whole, how we're feeling. I'm going to have a preview for the Cubs series written up at LockdownReds.com. And then we're also going to preview it a little bit on Tuesday's podcast. And then we're going to take a look at those Chicago Cubs who are coming to town. And I'm looking forward, I'm going to try and get down to the ballpark during the Cubs series as well, as I think it's going to be some good baseball. That's going to do it for us here on the Monday edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. Make sure you are subscribed on all your major podcasting platforms and check us out on social media at Lockdown Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. Also, check us out at LockedOnReds.com. I mentioned I got the preview that's going to be up for the Chicago Cubs series, and then also great content from our team of writers, Dave Pemberton and Clay Snowden and Taj Simmons. A lot of good stuff up there about our favorite team, the Cincinnati Reds. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.